Hey there, friends, and welcome to Becoming a Boss, where we take some time each week to talk about how to make the world a better place to work. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Megan, and today I'm back with my wonderful husband, Justin, to talk about getting promoted part two. Part two. You want to say hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. So last week, we started this conversation about how to get promoted, and today we're going to wrap it up with the last bunch of practical handles for you to latch on to. Okay. More handles. <laughs> So if you want to get promoted, you're in the right place because we're going to give you all the goods. On the other hand, if you don't want to get promoted. That's okay. I can understand. Well, because that was me. That was you. You did not want to get promoted. You mentioned that last week. I did. We left them on a cliffhanger. I don't think we ever told them. No, but we're going to tell them today. Good. Because I want to let them know it's okay. If you don't want to be promoted, it's okay. Okay. And here's the reason why. Have you heard of the Peter Principle? No. Okay. You actually have. Okay. I didn't know it was called that, though. And how I know it for sure is because we just read both The Working Genius. We did. And in the beginning of that book, Mm -hmm. he mentions this scenario. And the scenario is when you get promoted into a job that you're you're not competent in. (laughs) Like, you can't do it. Oh, yeah. I do know this. (laughs) Well, I didn't know there was a name for it, though. Poor Peter. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a book, allegedly. See, um, Dr. Lawrence Peter, that's. Yeah. It's not poor Peter. It's actually great job, Peter. You oh. came up with this thing. Okay, good. <laughs> so he's a sociologist, right? Yeah. So he's our people. And he wrote a book, blah, blah, blah. I didn't read the book. I just, I knew of this concept and realized that it had a name. Yeah. So that was cool. Cool. Anyway, so the Peter principle is where you basically keep getting promoted until you can no longer do the job. Okay. Now, for my scenario, it's not that I couldn't do the job. I didn't want to do the job. Okay. Because you had said last week, you had mentioned, oh, yeah, they offered you a bunch of promotions. And mm-hmm. you're trying to... So I counted them out. There are three. Three times that they actually offered me a promotion and I didn't take it. I didn't realize it was three. I, I counted thought... them. Okay. It was pretty official. I believe you. And the second time is when I was planning to move out of state. Remember, we were planning to move here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't... I'm not going to take a promotion because I'm going to leave. True. So that was number two. Mm-hmm. But the third time was not the charm. The third time and the first time mm-hmm. was the same... The charm. Yeah, third time is the charm. You take the job. You never took the job. You're so clever. Thanks. Okay, so the second time was because I was planning to move out of state. Mm -hmm. But the first and third time, both times, I didn't want to take the job. Yeah. And the reason why is because both scenarios, 80% client facing. Mm -hmm. And I love being a dependable source for the client to be fast, to be honest, to be reliable. But I don't want to do that all the time. I prefer the majority of the role. And I've learned this recently in my path to self-discovery. Mm-hmm. I really like teaching. And all my jobs, have I have a team, so I get to teach them. Yeah. All the time, I get to teach them. Yeah. And that's what I really love to do. I really, really love to teach about leadership because you can see the direct impact in their life, mm-hmm. hopefully pushing them from one tax bracket to another. That's right. my favorite. But just teaching in general, helping people be effective, do their job well. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so both positions, 80%, they were going to be client, you know. Yeah. And let me tell you what. The client doesn't need you to teach them anything. Not a thing. They just need you to do what they told you to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this happened to you, too. You had a similar scenario where opportunities have been presented to you, but you knew you probably weren't going to love the type of work. Is that true? Well, I remember there were a couple of opportunities where hey, we could really use you crunching these numbers and running these sales force reports. Mm -hmm. 
because you're kind of the go-to for, I need this report run. Yeah, that's true. A little bit of a plug and play. But, but you don't want to run reports all day. Yeah, that's true. I do know that when I was back at um, the financial industry, that I was getting a lot of opportunities to do things that I did not love. <laughs> um, but I did them anyway, without <laughs> well. promotion. But it did eventually get me promoted. But yeah. at the time, I had a decision. Do I want to get promoted or do I want to move to the place that I felt our family was called to next? Right. So that was the same. That was your number two. Yeah, because I shouldn't have taken the job. At least that's what I thought back then. Honey. It made a, yeah. It's another story for another day. Aw. But I committed that job for a year. It's and It's a sad story. It is a sad story. We'll tell it some other time. But we committed to the job for the year. And after that year, we ended up moving here anyway. And yeah. then falling in love with what we get to do now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, we're just going to go over the rest of the practical handles. Oh, okay. And to be honest, we went through so many. We can only give them two handles, though. They only have two hands. Dad jokes. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what we went over last time. I had to get them in order because we were, you know, I was making you guess. Mm-hmm. So, so That's true. Order. So anyway, eliminate the boss's problems. Also, bonus points if you can eliminate the boss's problems. Yep. By utilizing something that gives you joy. Yes. The second one was to answer the boss's emails right away. Yep. The third one. they're tapping their foot by you. I remember you telling the story in the last podcast. Because they sent an email and they just came immediately over to your desk and sat and waited for you to respond. No, he didn't sit. Ten minutes. Tapping his foot. He wouldn't actually tap his foot. But he would come out and stand. I'm here and he's right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on? And he would lean over my, and he's he was like seven feet tall. Sorry, he's a really tall yeah. dude, and just okay. Mm-hmm. My wife. <laughs> All right, so answer your boss's emails right away. Mm-hmm. Number six, be in the top ten percent of character. Mm-hmm. We went over a whole bunch of those, and we decided to add keep commitments to that because yeah. you the trust behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went over a whole bunch of those. And number next, be excited about changes. Mm-hmm. This is a really big one because most people are not excited about changes. Right. So they hate you, change. So if you're trying to stand out, it makes sense. Yeah. And here's what I don't get. Change is inevitable. Yeah. It's for sure going to happen. Right. So. Our body is literally changing every second of every day. The cells are dying. New cells are being created. We're putting on new skin every day. That's kind of gross. It is, but also we're stepping outside of our skin, trying to get new. Mm. All right, too far into this analogy. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Let's pretend the change is that you have a new system in which you need to run your schedule now, Mm -hmm. and it's mandated by the company. What good is it going to do you to buck against that system? Are you going to get the CEO and the COO to change their policy for hundreds of people Because you don't feel like changing. I think sometimes people feel like if they say something, they can change everything, but it doesn't. Oh, they try it a couple of times and they realize nothing changes and then they don't say anything. I think it's learned helplessness, like the dog. You try to do something, you try to get out, you try to make a difference, and then they don't see impact and then they just stop trying. Yeah, I feel like that's probably 90% of the people. Yes, but I feel like people start very hopeful and then realize, like, I'm going to go into this organization, I'm going to make it a better place and it's going to be awesome. Wow, that's. Okay. Hopeful, helpful people. I just don't feel like that's true. Okay. But we can get a panel and interview them. That could be the poll. We can poll them. Yeah, that could we be can, the poll in this podcast. Because I don't, I'm not on board with that. Okay. Anyway. All right. So number next, prioritize your boss's goals or requests. Mm-hmm. And the next one, ask how you can help. Use your skills that you, use your joy. Mm-hmm. So you just ask how you can help 
your boss, ask how you can help your colleague, just be helpful. Yep. And the last one was listen closely to your boss. So listen for what their needs are, wants, interests, needs. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. All right. That's what we went over last week. So this week, oh wait, you can't not this you can okay, see. Okay, I'm not looking. So you can't look. He's cheating. I'm not cheating. All right, no, it's fine. You can look. That's my list. I can't. I'm not going to look. Okay. Go ahead then. You want me to guess? Yeah. No, you just got to tell me the list. Oh, okay. So ask questions. Okay. Good leaders ask great questions. Quoted by John Maxwell. Wow, you are just book title after book title. That's how I remember things. Mm-hmm. All right. So ask questions about the business. Find out what challenges other people are facing. Show curiosity about how you can serve others. Find out what your boss is dealing with, what their boss is dealing with. And that bridges over to be helpful because you're trying to yeah. trying to be helpful. Well, I recently learned from the Harvard Business Review that one of the best things that you can do as a leader is to care for your team. And to do that, you actually have to ask them not, are you getting your work done? Well, yes, you have to do that too. But how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your day? How's your weekend? The things that they actually care about. Maybe they don't care about their weekend. Maybe they actually just, mm-hmm. not just how are you doing, but like, how do you want to grow? Mm-hmm. What do you want to achieve in life? And mm-hmm. then you can actually help them get there. Mm-hmm. So asking a lot of good questions yeah. that are not just, Stupid, but <laughs> no, no question. That's not true. There are stupid questions. We can ask kind questions yeah. that will actually be helpful. Yeah, and specific to the individual. Just find stuff out. Okay, you can tell what people care about by what they talk about. Yeah, that's a freebie, y'all. I did not include that in the thing. Okay, number next, learn things. Learn things. We love this one. We were just trying to guess a leadership test the other day, and they were like, what is one of the pillars of this? And we both said learn. Mm-hmm. But it was not one of the pillars. But we still feel like it is an important, silent, subliminal pillar. Yeah, I disagree. I think it should be learned. It should be Because learned. leaders are learners. That's right. Yeah. And the world is constantly changing. Your team is changing. Yeah. You might have new people, but even if you have the same people, the same people are changing and evolving and growing, and hopefully they're learning. Yeah. You, you have better. to learn. And if you just say, learn things, you can encompass so many, you could solve so many problems. Yeah. And just continue to learn. And you don't have to learn specific things. We talked about the working genius a lot. You can learn things that are actually making you better at the stuff that you love to do. Yeah. I don't think that you should suffer through learning. Yeah. Find your joy. Gosh. Find what you want to learn. I hated learning in elementary school because it was all the stuff that I didn't want to learn. Elementary? That's like ABC 1, 2, 3. No, it's like history, I guess middle school and high school too, but history, science. I didn't like any of that stuff. Geography, Mm. I was not a fan. Mm. I became a fan when it was psychology because I love thinking about thinking. And then everything changed. Well, I loved school. (laughs) Good. I loved school. I just love to learn things. Yeah. I had a teacher though. I would say his name, but it's probably not nice. I had a really terrible teacher. Okay. Yeah, don't say his name. I quit school. I mean, I, I went back, but yeah. I, I initially quit school because I was like, I don't. This no. joker. I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. I'm done with you and all your tricks. Right. So there are some different ways you could learn things. Read a book, yes, but sometimes I like a physical book. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you could listen to an audible book if you're mm-hmm. driving or folding the clothes mm-hmm. or mindlessly checking emails. You could read Yep. slash listen to a book or you can listen to a podcast you can mindlessly listen to a podcast mm-hmm. there's so many different podcasts too i've learned because mm-hmm. you know i'm in there now and you could try ooh, try something new mm-hmm. branch out mm-hmm. cultivate Actually, your interests yeah natalie was telling me that she that's my sister she is doing so many cool things, mm-hmm. and none of them are the same. It's all over the place. Yeah. She's working with the deaf community. She is working with young, underprivileged children. Yep. 
I mean, all these different things that are, I'm like, you are doing, you're doing it right. If you try things, then you know, and you can kind of figure out what you want to do and you don't want to do. Yeah. So there's that. You don't have to wait till you're grown up and then figure it out. Right. We're adults. Yes, we are. All right. Solve problems. So that's number next. Number next. Solve problems. This is also number six of... Wait a second. It's already on here. Skip. Yeah. All right. Embrace change. Already did that one. We did. Okay. Two more. Okay. Are you excited? So this is number... I don't know what. Ask for feedback. Ask for feedback. Yeah. That's not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I've heard, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. Yeah. I'm just dreading hearing the answer. It's hard. It's hard to ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to give it. Yeah, but I'd rather, like, uh, my mind is more dangerous wandering and assuming how that person feels instead of just asking them straight up and popping the balloon. Mm-hmm. And just, all right, popping the balloon is scary. Let's just say ripping the bandaid off. Mm-hmm. Just understand what it is what they think needs to be different. And I can say, is this true? Is this not true? If it is true, then I can actually work to make it better. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can right. just move on. Yeah, just help me understand how I can get better. Yeah. You can kind of read people's expressions a little bit and tell if it's looking crunchy. I don't like this one. Well, I'm not saying you should just read an expression and make a, an assumption. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Because I actually read, so this lady, I think she's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. She was saying something like 80% of the time when you have a grouchy face on, mm-hmm. it's not because you're grouchy. Yeah, because you're hungry. Well, I'm she listed other. <laughs> <laughs> she listed a whole bunch of other reasons because I remember my team used to come over to my desk and they would be like, are you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I would be just fine, mm-hmm. but I would be focused. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one of the things she listed. If you have this grouchy look on your face, yeah. it could be just because you're you're really focused. Okay. I was like, I'm not alone. Yes. All right. Last thing is perception is reality. Okay. This is whack. Okay. Why? Well, because perception is not reality, but that's the world that we live in. So for example. Other people's perception of perception. Mm-hmm. So if your boss sees you type in VLOOKUP in sure. Excel. and It's a formula. Maybe they just assume that you are great at Excel. Mm-hmm. But but let's say VLOOKUP is the only thing that you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the only thing you Googled. That's how I operate. I only know the things because I Googled it and had to do it. That's most of us. YouTube. Yeah, I'd rather do it that way. Anyway, yeah. So on the other hand, this is where it can get nasty. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody gives negative feedback to your boss about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Then your boss has this perception that that is actually true, even if it may or may not be true. Right. And so that's when they can be dangerous. And obviously you could work to correct and learn and get better right. and try to fix the situation. But regardless if you fix the situation, regardless if it was completely untrue right. to begin with, right. your boss has this in his or her head that remains. Right. Well, remember that one time when I got feedback about yes. da, da 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 And so you have to work really, really hard to overcome that. Yes. The other example I could think of is, well, I didn't intend to do that. That wasn't my intention. It's like, well, I understand that. However, that's not how it came across. Mm-hmm. And so that perception in the scenario, it's like, well, that wasn't my heart. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but the people didn't see your heart. They saw that you yelled at everybody and called them cuss words. It's <laughs> like, okay, well, perception of everybody in the room was that this guy is or girl is mm-hmm. not thinking clearly mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we need to try better to get our heart across or to ask for feedback of how we could be better so that the perception can be changed. Yeah. Don't cuss. That would be one. 
Yes. Well. Also, help me understand. Yeah, help me understand. It's a great question. Yeah. Be inquisitive. How would you ask questions? There it is. It's in there. Full circle. Ah. Okay. I want to end on a quote that I really liked. Is the, Do you know who Rumi is? No. Rummy? No. Jim Rummy. I don't know. Here's the quote. Okay. Be a lamp or a lifeboat or a ladder. Okay. Don't you love it? Be a lamp for someone or be a lifeboat for someone or be a ladder for someone. Yeah, I was taking it literally. I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) Long day. Isn't that lovely? It is great. Yeah. Light up the way, Mm -hmm. save someone's life or help someone elevate. Oh, my word. I loved it. All right. Well, listen, y'all. I hope that that helped you. I'm so excited about what you're about to do with this. Mm -hmm. That is it for today, though. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And if you're seeing something at work that maybe you aren't ready to speak up about, maybe let me be brave for you. Share your story by calling or texting me at 864-619-1683, and let's pick it apart together. Ooh, one more thing. I have gotten a few stories and comments etc from you in the past few weeks and i gotta tell you i'm really loving digging into them all next week we're going to talk about some of the things that you sent me and also we're going to give you a few updates on the stories that we've shared over the past couple months it's gonna be fun Mm -hmm. you can also type in the youtube comments and tell us what you really liked or Mm -hmm. if you have an idea for the show and listen friend we know it's not easy but remember that whatever it is you're walking through you are not alone and together we can make the world a better place to work Thanks for listening, team. Take care and see you next week. Let's go. Go.